Yeah. I'm upset. 50,000 on my head is disrespect. So offended that I had to double check. I'm always take the money over sex. That's why they need me. Hey, everybody, we're back for another rip roaring episode of the Everybody Trades podcast. And of course, you know what that means. More Colin Kaepernick. No? Nobody? Nobody? Okay, okay, point taken. No, we're going to mostly stick to the stock market today because why not? The market's been really nice the last couple weeks, hasn't it? If you've been long, you're feeling pretty good. And especially if you've been long the stocks that I've been pushing here on this podcast, right? How about Spotify? We're up 15, 20% on that baby. IDXX, the pet story, right? Pet plays, works like a charm. Looking great there too. So basically, am I here to pat myself on the back because I'm feeling pretty good? I'm a superhero! Well, short answer, yes. I am going to pat myself a little bit on the back. But like Kanye West, you know, there's some ups and downs to this thing called the market. And my own ego, too. Because just as soon as things are going or seeming a little bit too easy, sure enough, we have a day like today where, frankly, the market is down a little bit. And that's okay. That's actually healthy. I I would actually be worried if we were, if we had gone up today in a weird way. You know why? Because that tells me that people are way too confident. I actually think the selling today is is a natural profit-taking mechanism of people saying, you know what? I've got some gains here. Let's go into the weekend and not be so overconfident. That actually strikes me as a more healthy thing than just this sort of sharp bubble-like move up if that makes any sense. Currently, we're what I would call a, we're, I guess what the pundits would sort of sort of uh, popularly call, we're in, a, we're in a growth environment and we have low inflation. And that's kind of the Goldilocks scenario that money managers like to see, particularly the Keynesian money managers, of which I am not one. But hey, these people tend to control the money, so guess what? It matters what they think. So... Also, importantly, it just seems to me generally the sentiment is of the the retail investor who happens to matter quite a bit, even though people like to point out that, yes, the money managers are the ones who really control the market. If there are retail people, meaning everyday, ordinary people like you and me, who want to get money into mutual funds or the market in some way, that's more money that the masters of the universe have to slosh around. Therefore, that's a self-fulfilling bullish prophecy that's going to result in, in higher, in higher uh, stock market prices. But of course, this week, the big news was also about interest rates, uh, specifically the Federal Reserve's Fed funds rate, which actually, you know, it's funny, it's, it's being talked about that there's going that the Fed is now anticipating raising rates more often than the experts quote unquote expected. Is it not fascinating how often the experts and their so-called expectations are wrong? Now this is less to pile manure on the heads of the so-called experts as it is to point out that yeah, this is tough. Predicting the future is really hard and while some days when things are going well, like my Spotify pick lately has gone really well, once again, I feel like this. I'm a superhero! Yeah! 
But then there's other days, obviously, where I feel like crap. Like, frankly, my defense positions, if you've been listening to me lately, you I'm feeling a little bit more like this. I don't want you to even point it out right now. I know, I know, God! Yeah, thanks. Again, you didn't have to rub it in my face. But frankly, the defense positions I could not be less worried about in the long term. And yes, we're taking a long-term view on those positions. Look around the world. If we're actually getting more peaceful, which maybe there's some outside chance we are, I still don't think that results in a worldwide lessening of, of military spending. I think if, once again, I've, 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 I've said this a lot, but I think if the United States stops spending less on defense, which I in no way see happening, but even if it does, that means that the rest of the world and their governments are going to have to step their game up. So it's kind of a win-win scenario, in my opinion, unless you're voting on, unless you're betting on, I should say, actual world peace happening in the near future. Now, yes, I would vote for that. Would I bet on it? No, I would not. This is a somewhat unusual show because I'm actually coming to you with 20 minutes left in the trading day. And I can tell you that I did make one move today, and frankly, I, in retrospect, I, I thought about Closing out my position in Constellation Brands, the beer and alcohol company, yesterday. But I hesitated a little bit too much of the, you know, riding the Kanye high streak. I hesitated and didn't sell it. But frankly, I still got an okay price today. I closed out of it mostly because we've had a strong run here. And I just don't want to... The higher that peak gets either up or down, the more strongly my instincts are to push against that, to go the opposite. In other words, if we've just had a peak of of buying, I want to sell something. And if we've just had a peak of selling, I want to buy something. Because I know that this, this market is prone to overreaction. And in those overreactions is where you have to make your judgments and where you must profit. Having said that, I think Constellation Brands, I thought it was wise to lock in about a 50% gain. And guess what? Nobody can ever get hurt taking a profit, as the old adage goes. But the main reason is, as much as I like that company, I am a little bit worried about tariffs there for that company in particular. It's a multinational company. You probably have heard of beers like Pacifico, Modelo. You know, that's under their purview. So, obviously, those brands are quite popular in America, but in general, they're also selling lots of spirits and beers worldwide. And I just worry a little bit about the tariffs, uh, not so much even from a bottom line perspective, of course, but even more so just the perspective of, again, the masters of the universe who might start looking at their portfolio just like I did today and say, hey, that 50% gain's looking nice. Maybe we should get out of here and focus a little more maybe get a little bit more domestic-centric, as in American companies that that are focused within our borders that are not going to be affected by tariffs or potential tariff negotiations or just fears. Even if tariffs don't ultimately come into play, we do know in the stock market that there can be a lot of noise in between then, and stocks will, of course, fluctuate. 
See, stocks move on news, quote-unquote, or information. Whether it's erroneous or not, the market will still move based on this information if it's accepted by a majority of people or a majority, if it becomes the conventional wisdom, essentially. With that in mind, I think it's a mistake that a, a stock like Nucor, which is a domestic-based steel company, is down 2% today, or as of right now, anyway, with about 16 minutes left in trading. That just really doesn't make any sense. Now, I have a slight gain in Nucor right now, so I can't be you know, throwing too many Randy Marsh-like fits. But the thing is, today's trading, it doesn't make any sense. If, if, if tariffs is what's weighing on the market, because Nucor is domestic-based, and obviously they're one of the few people who actually will, in my mind, benefit from any sort of tariffs, because that hurts their... They're foreign competitors, clearly. So if the government is going to, you know, prop up a certain business or a company, I'm going to take that free money, despite the fact that I'm very much against that philosophically and morally and any other L-Y word you want to throw on the end of it. Frankly, it's encouraging that Citigroup is trading higher today in a bad tape because, frankly, the... Let's say frankly a few more times. Frankly, honestly, it's been disconcerting. I, I've been overweight financials a little bit. In other words, the city groups of the world, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, those three stocks in particular, I'm overweight as compared to the rest of my portfolio. What I've been hoping is, is in this rising rate environment that the stocks will rise with them. Well, perhaps I'm early, but right now I'm just wrong. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not really sure what to make of that entirely. Uh, I'm not sure what's keeping these companies down, and that, that worries me a little bit too. But at the same time, I think bigger term, longer term view, like a company like Goldman Sachs, they actually do quite well in a volatile trading environment of which we've had in the last few months, particularly at the end of the at the end of the winter, early spring. We had a lot of volatile periods, which meant a lot of volume. That's all good for Goldman Sachs. See, they just take in they take in fees no matter what happens on trading volume. It doesn't matter if the market goes up or down. They like a volatile market. They like a lot of trading. So. Frankly, Goldman seems fine, but at the same time, I have to admit, the banks are tough to figure out, so my conviction is lacking a little bit here. So I'm not telling you to run out and buy the banks if you're, a, if you're an amateur, but I'm just going to tell you, just to be perfectly honest, that I'm just going to hang in there with them for now, so stay tuned. Now, if you check out the new everybodytrades.com under the stock banner, you can also you can find my free portfolio, my closed positions, everything. I'm playing with a completely open hand, a free open hand these days. Who does that? I don't know. A crazy person, I guess, but I'm putting it all out there for you, my my lovely lovely listeners and followers. But the point is, I'm trying to make Sorry, my wife is calling me here. Should should we answer it? Nah. Well, I won't put her on air. That'd be mean. Anywho, where was I? Okay, we're back. So part of my website, I also, not only do I show you my portfolio, I show you my my watch list as well. Now, the watch list is something, they're stocks that I'm interested in or just curious in. So please don't take something on the watch list and just go run with it. 
What I would like is maybe some feedback from you guys. If you see something on the watch list and you think, oh, yeah, you should definitely buy that, just give me your take, please. If you think it's an excellent company, if it's something, particularly if it's something that you use a lot, because I think the recurring, recurring revenue models are, to me, the holy grail right now uh, of stock investing. That's why I picked Spotify. One of the many reasons I picked Spotify is because it has a recurring revenue model that is big enough to matter if you have enough customers, but small enough, this is key, it's a small enough fee that your customers are basically going to forget about it. I call it forget it economics, basically. That, the for, it's forget it money. That's what it is. It's called forget it money. So what else is forget it money? Well, Dropbox. The reason I brought up Dropbox is because a couple days ago it was up 12, 13% in one day. It's hitting its 52-week high. Dropbox is killing it right now. Why are they killing it? Because they're a cloud-based company. It's essentially you have a hard drive in the cloud that you can access from anywhere as long as you have the internet. The great thing about that is the more people get into Dropbox, they give you a free, oh, I don't know how many, I don't know how much storage they give you off the top of my head for free. But once you're in there, you realize what a great service it is. And you then eventually need more storage, which they make you pay for. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant self-fulfilling thing. And much like, much like uh, Dropbox is, is you have Netflix, same deal, Amazon Prime, same deal. And Apple, with its Apple Music and its, and its various iCloud-based services, are also just an incredible revenue stream for this company that really they're probably just scratching the surface of. Also, take Adobe. That's a great company that I have on my watch list as well. I'm actually going to use their products to edit this podcast you're listening to. Once again, just keep thinking about the recurring services that you use that are forget-me money. Even something like Dollar Shave Club is a great example. Now, I don't believe you. I don't think Dollar Shave Club is a is a publicly traded company on the stock market, but that is exactly the perfect model that we need to be thinking about. You notice, speaking of Dollar Shave Club, you notice that Gillette has a similar, which is a gigantic company that's been around for decades, has a similar model now as Dollar Shave Club, a similar on-demand service that you can use as well. Finally, speaking of the names on my watch list, I want to talk about Alibaba. Now, many of you, I'm sure, are familiar with Jack Ma, their famous and charismatic, cute little CEO guy. I don't know how to describe Jack, really, but he's an interesting guy, and uh, it's very likable, for sure, and I think he has an incredibly interesting company. Here's the problem. That company resides in communist China, so... I just am not going to get into China. I'm sorry. It's not happening. I don't trust. In a country where President Xi Jinping can simply anoint himself president for life, I call me crazy, I don't consider that a safe investing environment. So let's steer clear of China, please. I just want to leave you guys with one final thought. I just was... I was listening to another show the other day, and John McCain's name came up. And, of course, he is famous for being imprisoned in the, during the Vietnam War in what was 
sort of casually referred to as the Hanoi Hilton in Vietnam. And that just, I, for some reason, that got me thinking. Somebody made a joke about, about hey, well, maybe we wanted to actually build some Hiltons on that mountain or whatever. And that just got me thinking, you know what? Vietnam has done remarkably well the last 20 years or so. I mean, their economic growth has been nothing short of impressive. It just made me think, they're actually, there have to literally be Hanoi Hiltons right now, right? And sure enough, yes, there are multiple Hilton hotels in the city of Hanoi in 2018. There is a Hilton Garden Inn. It's got a 4.2 rating on, on Yelp, I believe. Like, isn't that something? How far Vietnam has come since the war, since the early 90s, it's absolutely incredible. And guess what? The fact that they're much richer than they were before has not hurt anyone at all. In fact, it's helped the rest of the world. It's kind of cool that we can go over and chill at the Hanoi Hilton, right? Not the John McCain one, but a literal four-star hotel, not a frickin' prison where they stab you with little sharp sticks. No, an actual... Yeah, you can get a happy ending in this Hanoi Hilton, probably. That's how cool this place is. But seriously, though, think about all you need... What did, what did Vietnam have? Well, they had a lot of war at, at one point, and they had very little trade. There, there was... You know, the communist part of Vietnam was basically desolate. And then... We stopped, we, they stopped fighting, America stopped bombing them, and guess what happens? They get a little peace, a little more freedom, and prosperity follows. And guess what? That was great for the people of Vietnam. It was great for all of us and the rest of the world, too. They didn't steal anything from anybody. They just started building up their own place. And guess what? Now it's a pretty cool place to visit. Who wanted to visit Vietnam in the 70s? No, you had to be drafted into war to visit Vietnam in the 70s, to be forced to go there. Hopefully, I have no idea what's going to happen going forward in North Korea, but hopefully someday we will have a similar outcome where the Korean people have more freedom to not only just trade stuff, but be educated to have outside knowledge flow into those big, beautiful brains of theirs. And then they can start building up their wealth, too, in a peaceful environment, free of interference from a bunch of douchebags like Kim Jong-un, Donald Trump, Barack Obama, John McCain, Jeff Sessions, any of these people. We don't need them. Leave us alone, you jerks. How about that for an ending? All right, guys, thanks once again for listening to my podcast. We're going to have more coming, including a possible Michael Porter Jr. episode. Oh, yes. So stay tuned for that. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.